Welcome to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Hello, champion, and welcome back to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. Sam Crowley here. Hey, let's dive right in. A couple of days ago, I think it was Christmas Eve, I recorded the last podcast, and uh, I kind of teased this one up. Well, teasing may be too strong of a term, but I talked about the greatest Christmas ever, and how could that possibly be the greatest Christmas ever when your mom was laid off, she's in a hospital bed in a living room, and you got no money coming in? Well, I think it's a great message around this holiday season. Heck, I think it's a great message any day uh, to be very careful about things that you think are not so great because it could always be worse. So grab a cup of coffee or stay on that treadmill or stay focused behind the wheel wherever you're listening to the Everyday Saturday podcast. I want to just share this story with you. And as always, harvest the best, throw away the rest. So I, I think I got the year right. It doesn't matter what the year was, but I'm just saying it was definitely, I said, I think I got it right. It was definitely 1981. 1981, I was in the eighth grade, St. Bernard's. And it was Christmas time. And, uh, oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't Christmas time. I think it was around November. So my mom fell asleep. She had too much to drink. And she fell asleep downstairs in the chair, tried to get up. And when she got up, she fell and she broke her hip, like broke her hip. So I heard kind of whispering, somebody help, help me, Sam, help. And I I don't know how I woke up because I I used to sleep back then, still do as a dead animal, man. You nothing nothing gets me. Like anything less than a nuclear bomb would wake me up most times. But I heard it. Thank you, God. Called me down there. So I had to dial the old 911 because mom's laying on the living room floor. And it's funny, I lived in such a small town that the minute I hung up, I heard the sirens. Like the fire station was just down the street. So here come, here they come, they bring her out in the stretcher, and away she goes, and that's kind of how it went. And, um, you know, so I'm just kind of hanging out. Hey, okay. Um, you know, all my older brothers and sisters were uh, still, they were gone, man, college and all. You know, I had one brother, I think, left. He was a senior in high school at the time. So it was just me and him. And so when my mom got back. She was in the hospital. She broke her hip. So when she came home, they, prior to that, they had put a hospital bed up in our living room. And I'm pretty sure me and my brother just lived at that house by ourselves. I think just kept on going to school. It's amazing. And this is kind of, so this is, this is kind of what, what the, the word resilient comes up. And I, you know, we, we lose our resiliency sometimes. We don't remember when some of our most difficult times, I don't care if you were in eighth grade, eight years old, or 38 years old. I mean, there were times in your life where you had to be resilient and just didn't phase you. I think as a kid, it probably phases you less. Like, I didn't really, didn't really, you know, uh, appear to me that, oh my gosh, I need to, uh, you know, 
I need to panic or anything like that. So it just kind of went, we did. So mom came home from the hospital. That's when it was right around Christmas and she couldn't walk. So she had a wheelchair. If she could even get into the wheelchair, we still went to school every day. I had a paper route. So I remember I would, uh, I delivered the afternoon paper in town. So I would leave one for my mom to read. And then when I came back around, my last delivery was across the street. They always got the paper that my mom read. We tried to put it back together uh, as best we could. I don't think they ever realized that, though. So, you know, a lot, lot goes on, you know. And I mentioned on the previous podcast that my mom got a pink slip. And I don't know if they still do this when they lay people off in this digital age. Actually, they probably send you a text message now. But back then, you did get a letter in the mail with a pink slip saying, as of, you know, 30 days from now, you don't have a job. So my mom was working at a factory as a nurse and she got laid off while she was laid up uh, for three months or so for her hip to heal. And so that was a big deal at Christmas time. And, uh, you know, there's other things just, you can imagine someone who's kind of at invalid status, they can't use the bathroom. So guess what? My mom had to use the bathroom next to her that we had makeshift into a commode. We're talking about just a bucket. An old Sammy boy had to dispose of that bucket every single day. Um, Mom can't do all the things she needs to do. And so guess who's helping her? Sammy boy right there, you know, eighth grade kid. Help my mom get dressed and get her socks on and all the things. Just imagine. She, She lady couldn't even move, you know. But. That year also, and it's so funny that this is what I remember about mainly that Christmas, is I got Atari. Atari. Asteroids. Now, if you're not old enough, Asteroids and Space Invaders were the arcade game to play in the late 70s, early 80s. And all my friends had Atari, and we couldn't afford Atari. But you know what? My my mom bought me an Atari system for Christmas that year because, and I kind of caught wind when she was telling my older brother Chris this, that, you know, Sam was just there for me, you know? And that meant more to me than the actual game to overhear that conversation. I was in the other, she goes, I want to make sure that we got Sam this Atari because he was, he's been there for me every day since I was at the hospital. And uh, when I opened that present up Christmas day of 81, man, and I saw Atari and I, we immediately, we had this 13 inch, black and white little TV upstairs and I moved it into my bedroom and had an antenna. Nobody ever, you couldn't get anything. It was all fuzzy, but it didn't matter. I just hooked my Atari system in there, 13 inch black and white TV. I was in my room the entire winter of that year playing Atari asteroids and space invaders, mainly asteroids, always trying to get the high score. I love like that was amazing. And I look back now at how, silly how simple whatever you want to call it that was just getting that system and I, i'm 55 years old man so it's been some 42 years and i remember it like it was yesterday and i remember how grateful i was we had the whole family together all brothers and sisters came home i was playing atari mom was starting to move around a little bit and it was just such it was the best christmas that i can recall you know and it, th- there's no reason it shouldn't be you know Mom breaks her hip, gets laid off, got no money. No one, there's no parent in the house for I don't know how long she's in the hospital for, maybe a month or so. I have no idea. And even when, when she was there, it's not like she could cook or do anything like that. So, you know, we pretty much were on our own. But it was great, man. I think now we talk about the word resilience. When things happen, and I think sometimes in your life you're like, geez, where'd that come from, man? I, I plowed through that. Well, probably a lot of it comes from 
earlier in your life when you did these types of things. You didn't ask how. You just did it. Like you just had to get it done. Like I had to go to school. <laughs> I had to eat. You know, I was playing basketball. I was on a basketball team. I went to basketball practice every night. You know, came home, put myself to bed. I mean, it was just those are the things that you did. You're, you've already done amazing things in your life. And you you all, everybody listening to this has shown resiliency on some level in your life many, many times over. So I get a kick out of when I'm talking to people now about launching a podcast, building a movement. I'm like, ah, geez, I don't really. I said, think about, think about this. Think about, look at what we're talking about. We're talking about talking into a microphone, your phone. Like I podcast on my phone in my car. That's all you got to do. You mean to tell me that that's more of a challenge for you than these other things that you've accomplished in your life? Well, geez, I mean, I got to try to make money and on the side or on the internet, I want to quit my job. Then do it. Don't quit your job yet, but just do the thing. Just do the damn thing. You know, stop. If you had to, if you had a gun to your head, you would just get it done. And those gun to your head moments are what really shape us. You know, I talked about it when that Christmas turned out being the best Christmas in my memory that I've ever had because I got Atari and I don't think I would have got Atari if mom didn't break her hip. Now, let's not be stupid. I more than wish my mom didn't fall asleep that night and break her hip. That's not the point. The point is that I remember that as being a resilient little 13 year old and using that same mindset in my 50s. It never left me, and it's never left you either. You know, you have the same DNA inside you that when you were a kid, you probably went through worse things than I've ever described, all right? Because someone's always got it worse. I'm probably, compared to your childhood, mine was probably like the Rockefellers. I don't know. But what I do know is that when you're faced with something new, a new, like a new frontier, something you want to do, just do the thing, you know? If you had to do it, you would just get it done, And there's a reward for you waiting after that as well. What does that look like? What's that Atari system look like for you now going into 2024? What would that reward be for you? You know, and I I just thought that was, uh, that was a cool kind of story. I look, I still look back at those times with just, just awe, awe at my mom. Like we even talk about that, you know, what's the rest of that story? How's it go? Well, she ended up getting a job working 11 to 7, 11 at night to 7 in the morning at the nursing pavilion in town. Loved it. They loved her. But, you know, she was gone from 11 at night till 7 in the morning. Then she got the 3 to 11 shift. They got her off uh, midnights there, got her to three, 3 to 11 shift. And so she wasn't there when I got home from school. And I was in bed when she got home. But she was still employed. She loved it. They loved her. And that's where she finished out her life, working at the nursing pavilion and creating a whole new, you know, redefining her career, you know. So it worked out pretty darn good for her, for us. Um, That was a, you know, a dicey point. I think being so young, I didn't even know to be worried that much. Probably what it was too. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know we didn't have two nickels in our bank account. What being laid off meant. Had a feeling what it meant, you know. Old enough to know what it meant. Not old enough to know the ramifications of it. Uh, But hey, she ended up getting back to work six months or so down the road. And everything worked out great, man. Into high school. She was working every day. It was great. It was awesome. Never kicked that bottle, never kicked that alcoholism, but hey, for the grace of God, there go I, right? I mean, a lady got dealt a pretty crappy hand in life having to raise eight kids by herself, so 
the one thing I say to parents, man, is to kids, when you think about your parents, is they did the best they could with what they had. Forgive them. They did the best they could with what they had to work with. All right. And it makes everything feel a whole lot better. So, hey, I hope this message found you in a good spot today. I hope it planted a seed in good soil with you. And when you are ready to launch that movement, make sure you get on my calendar. Show your resiliency. Get that message out there. The world is waiting to hear from you. Just go to launchmymovement.com. All right, let's go, gang. Have the best day ever. And that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show? It helps amazing people like you find the show faster. And that's what I'm looking for, amazing people like you. Hey, I'm always hanging out on the interwebs. You can check me out on Instagram, at Saturday. Let me know you're listening to the show. Love, 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 love hearing from fans of the Everyday Saturday podcast. And one last thing, when you're ready to launch, get on my calendar, go to launchwithsam.com. You and I are going to work together to set rocket fuel to your dream. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'll see you on the next Everyday is Saturday podcast.